Hey babes, this is Renee. Hey girl, it's Becca. Hey baby girls, it's Vicky. <laughs> this is All The Reels and we're so excited you're here. Because otherwise we'd just be talking to ourselves. <laughs> but for real, we are pumped. We're gonna be deep diving into relationship topics, chit chatting about life, and hopefully bringing you some fun and laughs along the way. We'll be here every Thursday, ready to bring you some juicy, unfiltered content. And don't worry, we won't hold back. So grab a drink and sit back, because here we go. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today's topic has been on our minds for quite some time. In fact, it's actually one of the topics that made us stop and say, damn, we need a podcast. <laughs> and today we are talking about kids. Um, the three of us have talked really extensively about this topic, and we figured that it's time to share our feelings with all of you. Um, but before we do, as always, what are we sipping on? Well, I'll go first. I think for the first time in our 20-something episodes, I am drinking water. And no, it's not because it's kids and I'm pregnant. It's just because I'm tired and had a long week. <laughs> boring. I know. It's very boring. I'm sorry, but that's what I got. Vec, what do you got? Well, I have, I know I got my multiples. So I have tea because I was just telling Becca Renee, I was panicking a little bit because I woke up feeling a little ill, but I think it's just because I'm in a different location and the local allergies I guess are getting to me but so I have, I have a, a, a grapefruit crush to, to be paired with that to numb the throat I love that that sounds delicious I am drinking a mixed drink with tequila grapefruit lime and that um what is a seltzer water that I was drinking last week which is the ginger peach and it's actually Adding, adding a little something, something to my Hold drink. On, that's what that spice was that I tasted. I was going to say jalapeno, but it's like a little spice at the end and it's the yeah. ginger. Yep. Yep. It is. That sounds like it would be amazing if it wasn't tequila. Well, I actually made Vicky one this weekend with vodka and she loved it. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Just not the tequila. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do vodka for you, Renee. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. So if you're a regular here, you probably know that Vicky stands pretty firm on her feelings about having kids. Um, Call me out, would ya? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you own it. It's so real, and I've, I can't not own it. It's not possible. I know, but your feelings are so strong. I like your. I feel like if you're one certain way, you got it. Yeah, just own it, which I love. But um, Renee and I have openly talked about this a lot. That we're kind of having mixed feelings, and we figure that if we have mixed feelings, there's probably some of you that might also have mixed feelings. And so, hopefully, today um, during our episode, you can maybe listen to kind of what we have to say and just kind of our feelings. This is a fully, um, what am I, what am I trying to say? Um, opinionated piece. <laughs> so hopefully this doesn't offend anyone. We're really just trying to kind of share our feelings, um, so that people don't really feel alone, um, in feelings that they may be having. So today we're going to be talking about the societal pressures of having kids. Um, we're going to talk to Vicki a little bit about stepmom guilt and we're going to end with talking about careers and kids. Um, so we could probably go on with this topic forever, um, but we'll keep it to those three for today. So to start off, kind of just talking about pressures from society on having kids. Do you girls feel like society does put pressure on women to have children? I know that I do. So that's kind of why I came up with this question. But <laughs> how do you guys feel about that? 
Yeah. Short answer, yes. But I, yeah, absolutely. I feel like people are getting better. They're getting better at asking the question. Mm-hmm. How do you want kids versus, or how many kids do you want versus when are you going to have kids versus do you want kids kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like for me personally, I never, I never once struggled with the decision of having a kid. I just for always, ever since I can remember, I, I just never had a desire. And even if people put pressure on me, like I almost, I didn't feel the pressure because I physically just wouldn't, didn't picture my life like that. So I didn't care. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like I was missing anything in, in my, in my mind. Right. Yeah. I definitely feel like there is pressure from society. However, I don't feel like I care about the pressure, if that makes sense. Like, that's, I don't feel that's like pressure. what I was trying to say. Yeah, that yeah. sounds better. That's, that's I think that society pressures in different ways, but it, I don't feel pressured from society. But I will say, in full honesty, I feel like I'm feeling pressure from myself because unlike Vicky, I did always picture my life that way. I have always thought, okay, well, I'm just going to grow up and I'm going to get married and I'm going to have kids. And that's just what I'm going to do. And that's just what I thought would happen. And I, that's what I wanted. That's what I think I wanted. And I feel like now I'm questioning that and I don't know fully 100% what I want. So I'm feeling pressure on myself to figure that out and make that decision. And honestly, I feel like this is a very um, timely episode because the past few months, especially I've been, I've been thinking about it a lot and I just am, I'm feeling pressure from myself, like within myself to, you know, just make that decision. And it's been, it's been tough because yeah, I don't know. <laughs> One of the the biggest, cause I'm kind of the, in the same boat as you are, Renee. I just always, I never, I wonder if other people might feel this way too, but you never really questioned if you, if that you wouldn't, like, I don't think that there was ever a pressure for someone being like, oh, well, you're going to have kids. And then I felt like, oh, I have to have kids. It was just kind of like, oh, like you get married and then you have kids. And that's, that's like what you do. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's almost like the example that I want to give is like what I was going through with my, my newfound rosacea on my skin, like going to a doctor and the doctor being like, oh, here's a prescription and knowing that that doesn't, that's not always the right way. And like actually questioning and being like, oh, well, is there another way? So like the whole kid thing, just, it's not that it was forced upon me personally, but just all of a sudden being like, oh, wait a minute. Like I can ask this question. Like this is actually a choice. It's not just like something that's has to happen. Right. Yeah. And like, I I also feel like, I feel like, um, (laughs) always feeling people, People, um, they're afraid to say they don't want kids out loud, but a lot of times those are the people who might feel the pressure or they don't want people to judge them or like they think they have to do it to fit in, which again, I just have never once even felt that way. I never felt like it was a step I had to take. I never felt like I wouldn't fit in that, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, this, this isn't drugs. Like this isn't marijuana. You don't have to smoke it to fit in. You don't have to like, (laughs) you don't need kids to fit in. Like I'd be lying. I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to fit in with my friend group, but or certain aspects of my life, but like, I, that's just how, that's how I operate. I don't know. My parents also have never pressured me. I, I just didn't really get that. Yeah. Um, I love that about you. Like Becca said, you, you have your decision and you own it and you're not sitting around thinking of both sides and what if, and, um, 
I wouldn't say I'm constantly thinking like, oh, uh, one of the reasons I might want to is to fit in. Like, it's not like that. But when you bring it up, I do think about, well, what if I'm one of the only ones of my friends without kids? Like, would, would my relationships change? Maybe, would it not? I mean, some of our friends are starting to have kids and I don't feel like it has changed things, but um, it's always something to think about when you don't already have your decision made. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I love that you have your decision and you're just like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I, how I feel. I don't care, whatever. Um, I want that feeling, whichever way yeah. it's going to be, whether it's going to be yes, or it's going to be no, I just want that feeling. And I, that's where I'm at. Like I said, it's just that struggle in between of not knowing. Can I say something about that too, about specific research? And this, this is coming straight from Dr. Drew. And it's actually in psychology books that research has shown that there's a theme that those who are like obsessed with the idea of having children, there's, there's no, like they desperately want kids. Um, he'll actually say, and, and again, it's in psych, like every psychology book that um, if you are someone who feels that way, um, basically like you're, you're trying to, how am, I, how am I trying to say this? You're basically trying to like fix your inner child. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but like to put it- That's interesting. To, to like dumb it down. Yeah. Um, like doc the documentary basically said that when you should actually have children, the best time to have it is when you don't really care about having kids or think about it anymore. And I feel like you guys are at that stage a little bit because I've always known you all to say, I want several children. Like you've always mm -hmm. said that. Yeah. So you guys caught me off guard this last year when you're like, you know, I don't really know if we want them anymore. It's just like, I don't even really think about it, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a good sign that you guys are fulfilled. You're happy with yourselves. You fixed yourselves and you won't project any of your like unhappiness or like trauma from like internalized trauma onto your children. Yeah. And that is the best time to have kids. But I'm like trying to understand how people just like how you're feeling, Renee, like I'm trying to understand why you think you have to make a decision. And uh, like, I just don't, cause I don't, I don't understand that feeling. Like what is, cause yeah. Eli's not pressuring you. Mm -mm. So No. Is, and like I said, it, the pressure's coming from myself, but why I though? think that it's starting to be like a time thing where I'm like, okay, I'm 31 and a half. What's going to happen in a year, only a year from now, look how fast this past year went. Then I'm 32 and a half. And then another year goes and so fast. And I just feel like time is speeding up and that I'm getting older and that I need, and I don't even feel like, even if I made the decision today, which I know would never happen because I'm in this weird place right now. But even if I said today, like, okay, yes, the decision is yes, we're having kids. That doesn't mean I'd be ready to start trying tomorrow. Like I I just have this weird feeling that I need to know yes or no so that I can like start planning. Like, yeah. well, okay, well, when, when will we try? Like yeah. that kind of thing. What, do you mean, like, what is your, um, like, what's your fear? Like, I, like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, well, I'm just, the reason that I would say that I want them is because I'm like, oh, well, what if I regret it? And what if I'm missing something that's like so great? Which I actually, um, that's Alex, our friend who, um, hopefully we're gonna have on the podcast soon. She's a therapist and she's amazing. Um, but she actually told me that she did a lot of research and that most people that were interviewed or whatever for this research that she's done, um, actually they were asked the question, like, do you regret not having children? And all of them, most of them, whatever, I don't know the statistic, they don't regret right. not having kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, again, everyone to each their own. It's just like something to think about. And 
I don't know. I, sometimes I wonder like, am I contemplating this so hard? Because I just, again, innately think that I should be having kids. And I think that I'm going to miss out on something so amazing, which I'm sure when you have kids, it is so amazing. It's your flesh and blood and there's, it's apparently indescribable, mm-hmm. but, but then like weighing that with like the other of like the indescribable, like experiences that I'll have with Dave and my family. There's obviously a give and take for both sides. Yeah. And it's almost like give up something. You don't have kids. You give up the kid. Yeah. (laughs) And it's almost like one of those things like, oh, you think about, um, you're thinking about your life flashing before your eyes and all the changes that are going to be, have to be made when you have a kid. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it goes back to you assuming that you're going to feel a certain way. Like after you have a kid, Mm -hmm. you just don't know. Um, I don't know. Hence hence the dilemma, Vicky. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Also going back to the um, research saying that um, most people don't regret not having them. um, I feel like you don't know what you don't know. So of course they're not going to regret not having them because they've never had the kid, (laughs) but in, in the same, in the same breath, it, if the decision if I made the decision ever or anybody who makes the decision to say, okay, well, I'm not going to have kids. I'm sure it is very comforting to know that there are not older people in life saying, oh, I wish I would have done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know what you don't know, but you also have probably feel comforted in knowing that that's how people feel. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I, I love Renee that though, that you're waiting to, to like get like a, a answer in your mind because that, I mean, it, you want to be the best parent for your child. Absolutely. Not that you wouldn't be if you kind of didn't want a kid, but like you're, you're, you're making sure that you're right with yourself. And that's yeah, for sure. most important. I'm just taking it like the biggest decision ever because I feel like it is, <laughs> you yeah. know, 100% so much. Um, and okay. So kind of to, to talk about the, get back to the societal norms, which this is probably just more of like a rant session, but <laughs> when people literally it comes in my mind when you're at a wedding and someone asks the couple oh you're married now when are you having kids and it's like come on like so cringy it makes me cringe so bad because not only does it go to exactly what we're talking about what if you don't want kids which hopefully the person like oh no we're not having them because you know what put people in their freaking place but also it makes me so mad because how many people out there struggle with infertility Mm -hmm. and people asking such an invasive question of like, oh, you guys aren't having kids yet? Like what's going on? When are you having kids? That is so rude. I think that our generation is much better about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. probably just like a educational thing that people just don't. I've also started getting really aggressive answering that question because, okay. because I just, because I'm just like, it's a, like, I don't even care anymore. I just, I want to get straight to the point. I don't want to beat around the bush. I don't want kids, not for me. And then their responses are always, I feel like the response that I always get is really. And or I'm like, your mind. what do you, huh? Or you'll change your mind. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, you'll change your mind. And, and that's what I want to say to them. But you mm-hmm. guess what? You can't reverse your child that you had. You'll change your <laughs> mind. You don't want kids, but you'll, you, you can't reverse it. But right. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why? Like the perplexing part to me is that like, there's billions of people in this whole world, right? Billions of different people who want different things. So what makes you think that it's so baffling that not everyone, everyone wants the same one thing. It's just right. strangest concept. Maybe people should think a little bit harder about bringing life into the world. Like it's mm-hmm. not a light decision. Um, yeah. Another thing that I've heard that kind of goes along with that from friends of that have kids, um, people asking them, 
oh, when are you having your next one? Or like, oh, you're, you're not going to have an only child, right? Like assumptive shit like that, that you're just like, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's not intent. No, it's not like, um, malicious, of course. Like I probably have said that even recently when I'm like, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I hate when people ask that question. Like, right. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) you don't really mean it. Yeah. The other thing that people do all the time, especially to me at work, because I'm a teacher. So at school, they won't directly say, when are you having kids or are you going to have kids? But I am telling you every other day, a comment comes out that's like, just wait till they're yours or wait till you <laughs> wait till you have your kids or you're going to be shocked once you have your own. And I'm like, I never know what to say. And the other day, I don't know me like that. Like, if I have kids and the one lady who works in my room who said it was like, oh, uh, yeah. And like, got uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm sick of feeling uncomfortable by you making these comments all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. The funniest part is that she, she probably felt the same way. And she probably didn't want kids. Either. Like people need to just talk about it. It's okay. Right. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. At and- work, they were giving me the, they were found out that Dave is David or King the fourth. And Again, the one girl, like she didn't mean anything by it, but she's like, oh my God, when you have kids, you have to have a David or King the fifth. And I was like, yeah, um, no. And then I literally go, yeah, I might not even do that just because of that reason. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think anyone means like nobody means bad by it, by mm-hmm. like right. at all. And I think it goes back to that society thing. Like it's just how things are that it feels normal to make those comments and ask those questions. And honestly, like, I don't know. It doesn't really, it doesn't really offend me or bother me that much. Yeah, but yeah. when you really sit down and think about it, it's like, why, why is that always a thing? Like, so why is that? I, I forget where I heard this, but they were like, also, why are you asking if about someone having kids? Like, oh, Hey, are you and your husband actively having sex? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I guess I understand people who are very religious. There's just like religious pressures too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that. <laughs> You know that whenever you get married in the Catholic Church, you have to go do the the pre-wedding interview, and they actually ask you if you plan to have children. Yeah, and I don't know how that goes. Like, if you say no, it's a lie. I, for them they, to marry I don't you? know, but Wait. they definitely ask you that. Um, another thing with that, it was on um, actually a different podcast, Vicky, that you had told me to listen to that I thought was very interesting because, like you're saying the religious aspect is like, oh, you should have more kids and fulfill God's word and all this. But whatever the um, Bible verses that says it, it's something about multiplying your fruits and something. But the person on the podcast said the Bible is really a book of um, needing to be interpreted and you can multiply your fruits as in all of your great qualities and helping others and giving into the world. And that doesn't need to be interpreted as children. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's a very interesting perspective. It is. And it, that part made me think too, cause I'm like, I am a nurturing person. You guys are probably listening to this thinking like, I'm like a monster that like, like melt, like melts away when children like walk by, but <laughs> no, you're an but, amazing stepmom. But, you're but so I good. guess like I am a nurturing, just because I don't want kids doesn't mean that I'm not a nurturing person. Like I almost sometimes am like to a fault. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like you said, like you can take it as, you can take whatever line in the Bible as, um, take it as you want for some, for some other scenario. So like, and that makes sense because 
like think about not saying that you can't do these things if you have children, but like if you have children, you're giving to that life and making sure that that child is the best human they can be. But it doesn't like, if you don't, then you could be giving your time and energy into making the world a better place other in other ways. Um, so getting into, we briefly just mentioned the stepmom. So let's get into the stepmom guilt. Which oh, I'm, I'm going to be put on the spot now. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Are you mentally ready? <laughs> I guess. Just I'm, sure, me. I'm sure that a lot of your quote stepmom guilt can relate <laughs> to all the moms that are out there listening right now. Um, so talk to us about some of the pressures that you feel that comes with, first off, just being a stepmom in particular. Mm-hmm. I feel like my situation's a little different just because, um, Austin and her didn't really have a relationship. So there's no jealousy. Therefore, she is, me and her talk, we're actually very close. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that like for like other people would probably say that maintaining ba- uh, boundaries is probably challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel that way because she, want, she wants me there. And when I say she, I mean Ashley, the mom. She, she wants me to, to join everything. It's not like I have to like step back and like, give her an awesome time together with the child. It's literally not like that at all. And I'm, I'm so thankful that we have that dynamic because yeah. the pressure I get from being a stepmom is only from my, the pressure I put on myself and nobody else. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that, I guess I, I should say that Austin and I have always been on the same page that we don't want kids. Like even before, like we knew about Alex, we've always just both agreed that we didn't, we don't really want to be parents. And mm-hmm. I, I never did. And, and I guess for the, a while, like, I wish that like, I would magically have a change of heart and that, you know, I, I would want kids, but also the hard part about that is that I now have a stepchild half the time. And it's hard to like step into that role without feeling like it's forced because she's not my biological child. And, and so, like, like it's that. just not, Connect, human connection where you're like, oh, I made you. That's yes. me in all, so that parents who have their kids are like, well, you're driving me fucking crazy right now, but like, ugh, you're like me. So like, there's probably something there Whereas that's, you don't have that. Yeah. It's been a while now. Like, obviously like I love her to death and I'm going to be there for her and do everything I can. But, um, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that I, I'm not good at the role, that type of role. Like, it's just, it doesn't come natural for me. And I had to step into it. Um, I had to step into being a stepmom, no pun intended or <laughs> pun intended. Um, but more importantly, I think the root of my struggle, the pressure that I put on myself was being terrified that I wasn't going to be enough for Alex and I wasn't going to be enough for Austin. Oh. So like basically the emotional aspect of being a parent, um, like wasn't going to be enough him that's what I think about like I think about my future I think about like the fact that he deserves more than like what I like have the capacity to give and that's that's me I'm working on it so I will say that <laughs> you give I will so that. much I mean you I, do I, give I, so much you're amazing I know, but you guys don't I feel like you it's yeah of course I, I do I because I don't mind doing like oh the, doing the dishes making her dinner doing her laundry it's the emotional connection aspect that I like lacking and I don't realize it and um like I'll, I put a lot of internal pressure on myself feeling like I'm selling Austin like short because mm-hmm. there's someone else out there that might be like a better role and I, I say this to him he, like yeah I express this to him and 
of course he is like absolutely not like <laughs> but I think you can also look at it the other way like for you and Austin started dating the whole backstory on on that which we won't get into but like you guys knew about Alex like pretty early on and you give so much even even though you have such strong feelings the way that you do so Austin I'm sure can, looks at you and is so thankful for just the sacrifice that you make all the time and there it could have been so different like you you could have been like oh okay like you have a child so I'm I'm out and you yeah but I still don't feel 100% natural in this role and I'm not of course I'm doing stuff all day for her but again it's the, the emotional aspect of it it doesn't matter I could be doing stuff all day not sit down and still feel like there's something that I'm just not getting like I'm trying I'm, I'm really trying and he knows that and again I, I absolutely love Alex it's yeah. just so it just doesn't come natural for me yeah and I could be totally off on this and I don't mean to do the whole like gender thing but yeah. I feel like you're saying it's not coming naturally and when it comes super naturally to a mother I think it's because they carried that child and a yeah. lot of times I've heard from I don't know, not personally, but like you hear when fathers say like, oh, it took me a long time to like my kid. Like, yeah. because they don't feel sure. natural in that role either. Oh my gosh, so Renee, as that much, makes so much sense. Yeah. And like, as much as you're saying like, oh, well, like you hope Austin doesn't need more from you. And obviously you guys have those discussions, but if that can give you a little, you know, Dude, make that you feel a little better. That no, like, it does because I'm the dad, like in any, in a marriage, like I'm the dad and whether I'm, I'm actually saying out loud that, you know, no, I feel like a dad in a marriage is not going to say like, I just don't like my kid. It's not coming natural. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm chilling. Um, but that makes so much fucking sense. Yeah, like, like I had get older and their dads are like, I, I barely liked you until you yes. got older. <laughs> like- <laughs> men, but men get postpartum was sorry, postpartum depression. Am I saying that mm-hmm. yeah. men get that too, because they see that they can't give the baby what they need and they just feel worthless or useless yeah. and wow yeah so mind blown like Renee, I love that boom um Vicky how do you I know you've talked to me about a little bit about, about this before so I wanted you to kind of share but the pressures that are put on just moms in general or parents I guess I should say um with like extracurriculars PTA meetings volunteering at school like all the stuff that that you're slowly starting to get into now that Alex is getting a little bit older um mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to us about that. My blood pressure just went straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I, but guys, I'm just, I'm, I'm being honest here because I want people to know that this is a safe place to express these kinds of things. If you're in my position, it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've talked about this recently because we have, Alex has one more year until she goes to school and we have not nailed down what we're doing. We live in two different States. So thinking about it is keeping me up at night. Um, but it is some, this, this topic is something I lose sleep over. Like I said, what I think about is number one, is it required? Like, is it expected of me to be at all of that stuff? Number two, um, not that it's expected, but it's almost like, or am I going to be like judged if I'm not there? My concern is obviously the judgment, but also like Alex feeling like I'm not there for, I remember when my parents didn't come to my games mm-hmm. and now I get it. Like I actually say to them, we, I just got their feedback in the hot tub before, the, <laughs> before this call here. Um, 
And they were kind of the same way. My dad was like, I felt guilty that I wasn't, that I couldn't be there, but I had to work. So, I, I mean, I wasn't going to go, you know, I couldn't go because he could, he just physically couldn't be there. And like that, it, it's so strange how like schools are, they pull you into your child's school year, every aspect of it. Like mm-hmm. thinking about having to work till six, the kid comes home. They can't occupy themselves and watch TV and play with toys because you have to help them do homework. Then you have to take them to basketball practice. Then you have to pick them up from basketball practice. Maybe take them to a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, my heart is racing. I'm like terrified of this. Oh. <laughs> I'm terrified of like having having to do that for one night. But yeah, um, I'm scared that I am of my ability to meet Austin halfway in in those tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you just have to meet. But you already take her to. <laughs> Sorry, Renee. Please. She's she's five minutes down the road. We're in yeah. two different states, and then think about the extracurricular stuff and the the homework. Like, I, I don't even want to play Candyland. <laughs> How am I going to help her with homework? I mean, this is the stuff that I think about. Maybe I'm you tired. Can, you can <laughs> give in other ways in your relationship. And plus, you guys have yes. her one week on, one week off. So Thank you. that kind of stuff, you can Perfect. contribute in other ways. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that because it goes back to kind of, I think what Renee was saying, or you were saying about nurturing in other ways. So my parents actually made the same comment and they were like, if she knows you love her, you have a great relationship and she knows that, then she'll know that you can be there for her in other ways. Right. And you, you already just said you don't mind making her dinner and doing the dishes. Okay. Right there. Austin sits down and helps her with her homework. You make dinner, you guys eat, they finish up homework, you're doing the dishes. Like, it's not like you're doing absolutely nothing. And that's tasks that you don't mind doing. Right. One of the, the most important things that a, that a kid is going to resonate with is that you're just there. So mm-hmm. like you probably don't even have to be doing the exact same thing that she's doing, but she's going to look back and remember, oh yeah. Like she, when she thinks right. about it, she's going to remember that you and Austin were both in the living room with her at night while she's playing her games or whatever. Right. Like she's going to, I've heard that before that there. if mm-hmm. you can't, if you can't or don't want to participate in whatever, just sit there and do what you're doing. Just sit there with them. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that too. Absolutely. Um, I think the other, the other thing that we wanted to talk about on to kind of wrap this up was exactly what you were just talking about was work and with your dad saying he had to to work. So I think that there's, um, obviously a lot of pressures on women in particular with having a career and having kids, because obviously in the past it was very, you know, women didn't have careers, you know, going back a little while, but, um, (laughs) you're just, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom. Like, that's just what you do. Whereas now I feel like, especially with our generation, it's very much not like that. And so having to figure out like, oh, making the decision between one or the other, but then also kind of like, fuck that. Why do you have to choose kind of thing? (laughs) Um, so I just kind of wanted to open up so we can kind of chit chat a little bit about that. Um, what do you, how do you girls kind of feel? So I don't think you have to choose. There you go. You don't have to choose Yeah. public yeah. service announcement. <laughs> um, I definitely have thought about this topic a lot too, whenever I think about having kids. Um, I don't know why, but it. I think that kids going to daycare is amazing. I think kids going to preschool is amazing. I think kids having a nanny is amazing but I know myself and it's just like I am with Nash. Like I said, before I got a dog, when I get a dog, 
I know I'm going to be absolutely obsessed. And that's why I put it off for a while until I knew I was ready for my lifestyle to change in that way. I feel like if and when I have a baby, I will be like, like, I will love to do that stuff. I will be like, oh, I'll be on the PTO. Like I'm a teacher for God's sakes. Of course. That's like, that's what I do all the time anyway. Like, and I feel like I'll always want to be with my kid and that I would probably want to be a stay at home mom. And then I would feel guilty that I wasn't working. Yeah, literally my mind goes insane and I don't even need to think about these things yet. And you can take them as they come. My mind could change or like my opinion could change, but, um, I feel like if I, if I do have kids, I would want, I would be fine with being like, Oh, okay. I'll stay home. Do you think that that would be a different answer if you, cause you, I think you've openly talked about this on the podcast, but how you're kind of feeling like stuck with your career too. And you want to do something where you feel like you're directly, making an impact in different ways. So yeah. if you think about that and you think like, okay, I'm in my dream job and I'm doing yeah. all the things I want to do. And let's say it's your own company and you're doing your own thing that requires, you know, 40, 50 or more hours a week, you doing something that you're totally happy. in. do you think that you would feel the same way? Or do you think? No, I think I'd feel different. I'm sorry. I I'm glad you asked that question. So I can clarify to anyone listening. Um, I think deep down what it is that is that I take care of kids all day long and I'm a special ed teacher. So I take care of them in even bigger way than just teaching. I like nurture these kids too, because I teach life skill support. So I'm giving them those life skills. So I think that the big piece is that I would rather be raising my own kids than raising someone else's at that point. Like I love what I do right now and I love helping these kids and I love seeing their growth and things like that. But I think if I was going to work every day and giving my kid to somebody else to do that, I'd be like, wait, why why am I not doing that to my own kid? And somebody else can take care of these kids. Does that make sense? Adequate. Yes. Renee, I think about that all the time about teachers. And I actually said that when we first walked into the day, this new daycare, like a year and a half ago, I was in there for like five minutes and of course it's just chaotic and that mm-hmm. there, yeah. And I'm like, how do people go home to their children after this? You know what I mean? You just, mm-hmm. I feel like you're just, you're, you're spent after a day of being with children and yeah. then a special, special needs then, for example, I mean, you're not only being there for them physically, but mentally you're racking your brain on st- strategizing with these kids all day. And like, literally we had, we fucking desperately need people like you. You are literally amazing. I don't want you to change careers because you're so fucking good at what you do. <laughs> Thank but you, it's honey. like, I, I, I feel like that that's what might change your mind. Right. That's what might be like, yes, that's, that's what might make you say yes or no. Right. I and I, I think that too, where I'm yeah. like, do I feel like I'm questioning if I want kids because I have that fulfillment all day long, every day of taking care of a child? Like that's what I do for my job. So maybe if I wasn't doing that, would I be like, okay, I definitely want a kid or like, or am I just going to forever be like, okay, well, this is what I do. And that's, that's what I'm supposed to do. in in that aspect of nurturing, like it's, yeah, there's a lot of questions and you can go in a lot of different directions with that, with that, with my career being what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I mean, I, I didn't think I didn't even I don't think I knew you wanted to change like your entire career path, like even like the industry in general. 
I, I wouldn't say I do. I, I think that in the past year, things have been really hard and I've just been questioning a lot and wondering, is there something more I'm supposed to be doing? Is there something different I'm supposed to be doing? Is there more children or individuals with special needs that I could impact? Like, I just have all those questions. So I wouldn't say I'm trying to change, but I'm, I've been You're curious of like, <laughs> something yeah like I don't know because I remember you saying like some I just feel I'm feeling unfulfilled like how about we start this podcast and then yeah we did this and um I don't know if you feel any better but I mean yeah. I, I think I don't know it makes sense the the teacher thing I always wondered that yeah that sounds yes very how, how do you feel about it Becca because you're like part owner of a company so you're out there like putting in all the all the hours and helping to run this business like yeah Becca you're asking us all the questions putting us on the spot and you're just sneaking under the radar Let's, it's that's so why, true that's why I'm doing the questions <laughs> no I do think about that because I'm like I just think how would it work and I know people are like oh you just make it work but um like Dave could, could go either way which if I was like no I don't want to have kids he'd be like cool that's great and if I was he'd be like okay well, yeah we can um, <laughs> so, um, but what I think about is I'm like, well, I work, I work 45 minutes away. Yeah. Sometimes 50 minutes away from my house, which mm-hmm. I wanted to do because I love Frederick. Um, but I, I drive to work. And so that's a commute and the office, like our, uh, like we close at five, but I'm not going to leave before all my employees. So obviously <laughs> I'm usually leaving by at least 5.30. So I get home at what, like 6.30. But then we also do all of these marketing events in the evenings. And so there's usually two nights a week where I might not get home until eight or 8.30. And that's not gonna be forever. Like we're definitely in like a uh, like super growth mode where we're just trying to build our business as much as we can. Um, so I know that it's not always going to be like that. And eventually I'll have people that will do that kind of stuff for me. And I won't be the one out there doing it, but it does make me think like, even if I'm not doing those events, I'm still not going to get home until six o'clock at the earliest. And then from that point, it's like, okay, well either we, I I would assume a kid, our kid would be at daycare. So like Dave would have to pick up the kid. David, Dave works from home now. And he probably always will work from home because they kind of switched after COVID. So like, what I, I do drop off in the morning or no to make it fair, but really like he's home. So it would make sense that he does pick up and drop off. So then it's like, Oh, Hey, you're taking care of the kid. And then by the time I get home, I'm like, I already know how tired I am when I get home now. I'm literally like, laughing that you're actually like planning on your kid's trip to daycare and you don't even know if you want children. I know. Like, I was going to say, I guarantee <laughs> anyone listening to this who is a parent and is listening to us like play out these like silly scenarios that aren't real yet are probably like, have a kid and then talk about it. Like, what? Well, yeah. really but I, like I think, that's going to happen. You have to take a kid yeah. to daycare. Like, what are you going to but also like, again, you just fucking deal with it when they get here, because guess what, what, how you're feeling now, I'm no expert, but uh, your, your hormones, it doesn't matter whether you want to feel this way afterwards or not. It's just going to make you change how, how you feel. So like yeah. people need to chill. Yeah. But I'm realistic Cause that's what I think about. Like when I think about, I mean, that sounds very stupid and a very small part of it, but it's a big, well, it's a big deal. That's my whole that's my whole day. Like we literally work five out of seven days a week. And then the other things that I think about, which are just not even related to career, but just, I think about the things that 
I know that I want to do in life. Like, I feel like I'm busting my ass right now. I'm working really hard and working really like crazy hours, not crazy, but like I, I'll work on an stressful. because I, what? I said it's stressful too. Oh yeah. So like, I'm doing all these things now because I'm like, well, I want it to pay off one day. And mm-hmm. when I want it to pay off, I just don't know that I want it like to so be, you don't want to delay that. Yeah. And also like when I think about that time, I'm like, oh, that's going to be like an awesome time that like Dave and I are going to be able to like travel anywhere we want and do like, I'll have like time freedom and hopefully financial freedom and be able to like do what I want to do. And to say like that, I want a kid there or not, I don't know, but it looks pretty sweet. Like just having to worry (laughs) about myself and Dave and our friends and be like, oh, cool. Let's like go on the school vacation or something. Um, not that you can't do it with kids, but those are the kinds of things I think about, because I know that when you have a kid, you have to be, um, obviously put the child first and I don't know, I'm trying to figure out if I want to do that. Well, <laughs> let me add to that because yes, obviously you need to put your child first. That is clear their health, their safety, whatever yeah. it might be. But what I have always feared is it's just going to, your relationship with your person is, is going to change. And that to me, like your relationship with your, the, like the parent that should come first because your child is going to see that you, there's a loving relationship. Yeah. I've watched, I've watched marriages fall apart because the mother is so consumed in the children that she's obsessed with them. She wants to homeschool them, literally just be up their asses all day long. Guess what? She forgets about the husband and the husband right. strays and they get divorced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully this didn't come off as just a negative bash on having kids because it's definitely not where we're coming. I didn't say one positive thing, guys. I'm sorry, but I, I needed oh, to get it out. But no. you have your strict feelings and that's not yeah. negative. That's just your feelings. Um, but I, I feel like I, when I communicate about having kids, I always talk about the negatives of it because I don't know the positive of like, it's only like hearsay, like, oh, it's going to be the most magical thing of your life. Like kids are amazing. But I always think about the negatives of what would hold me back, but it's still like a huge decision that I feel like I'm still thinking about. And I actually, over the past year was like, wait, why am I deciding like this stupid biological clock? Okay. Well, whatever. But like, maybe I'm just like putting too much stress on myself to decide now, like maybe in a year I'll feel differently. So I kind of left it at like, well, I'm just not deciding right now. And I'm not going to stress about it. If we want to, eventually we will. And if we don't, then we don't. So yeah. let's just also, you're, you're going to put, everyone's going to put pressure on themselves no matter what decision they make. So right. there's no sense in just worrying about not having pressure because you yeah. think you made the right decision. It's going to come anyways. Yeah. It's going to be funny to listen to this episode in like a year from now and see like yeah. what's actually happening. <laughs> Maybe by then we'll have um, an answer one way or the other. And we'll be like, exactly. Or like, so. and we're not doing it or one of us will be pregnant. <laughs> and I've always want, I, I also want to say, I I, I don't hate kids. Like I, if you guys had children, I would treat them as if they were my own. Like I, I used to just feel awkward around kids. And I think I didn't like the way it made me feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm fine now. I'm a little more confident around them. So you're so good with kids. <laughs> you but, are but, so good. But see, picturing you guys not having kids because I've just always known you guys to want them. And I know you're going to be such good moms. You, sorry. Let me, let me rephrase that. Fucking pressure, be- Vicky. Oh my Jesus see, You Christ. don't mean it. You don't mean it. <laughs> I feel like you guys would be such good moms to a child if you had one. Yeah. And I, I'm not denying that by any means. That's what I even kind of was saying. Like, I know that I will be like all in, like I will be like teaching them everything and like, whatever, like I, I will absolutely love it. And I, I'm not 
saying I wouldn't be a good mom. I honestly will just flat out say it. I think I'd be a freaking awesome mom, <laughs> but um, I'm just still like, hmm. you're confident in yourself though. That's good. You're, you're, you're feeling good about yourself. So you're getting somewhere to an answer. We'll see. Yeah. You also thought I'd be a good mom. Cause I grabbed Alex's foot the other day. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Is that what I said? Wait, no, I don't think I said, did you kiss it? I feel like you like put your tongue on it or something. No, I did not. I put it up to her own ear, like a telephone. I was playing pretend with her. (laughs) Oh my God. No, I feel like because you were making her laugh and I was like, can you guys keep it down? That's what I said. I said, Jackie, you've been such a good mom looking at you, but can you just keep it down? (laughs) I I feel like it went something like that. Probably something like that. Um, All right. Oh, that was a good sesh. Um, It was. Do you guys have any (laughs) reels? Vicky does. I wrote one down. I thought, what happened? You told me to write it down, Becca. I hope that you did because I don't remember it either, but I remember being like, this is a weekly reel. I, just I know exactly oh, what the, it is. Oh, the tears. That's right. Yeah. Oh. I had a shit week last week. Ugh, well, it's perfect that uh, it's actually was around the same topic we're talking about children. I was having an absolute week long panic attack, uh, situational panic attack. Let's just say that. And uh, I was already in a bad mood all week and my brother asked me to babysit or no I offered to babysit <laughs> so that makes this, this story worse but I offered to babysit him so let can me give you guys a day kid? can I get a part-time uh, kid is that a thing yeah. does anybody want to split seat on a kid <laughs> guarantee this is the kind of stuff that's going to come to light when like a centuries from now all right. Um, you heard it here first. I know. I've said that before too, but I'm not going to split see a kid with you because that'd just be real weird. Because <laughs> we would hang out all the time and the kid would be there and we'd have to, yeah. Yeah. No, um, so, uh, where was I? I cut you off completely. It's you okay. Shit week and your brother, you started being. Oh, I, I offered because yeah. I was like, no, you, I was like, you guys need a day. Plus I haven't seen him in a while. And I was like, you guys need a day to yourself alone because yeah. they don't get out much anyways. They're homebodies. So, um, so I, I get there, they leave and they come back and then I come home and I get this text message from my brother saying, he goes, Waylon's been getting some bad diaper rash lately. Doesn't look, it doesn't look like he was changed to be vigilant when you watch him next time excuse me do you think that I didn't just change your child for five hours like I'm I'm not a great mom but I'm not that fucking bad like my mom watched me change his diaper but like ask me if I changed the diaper yes I changed it right (laughs) and he I didn't even get a thank you so that actually goes back to the stepmom shit stepmoms never get a thank you they just don't it it just built up and I'm not saying Austin's not saying thank you but I'm just saying Nobody yeah. just thinks to do that. Right. Um, yeah. So this triggered me because he didn't say thank you after I watched Alfred to watch his baby. And I did fucking change the goddamn diaper. <laughs> so I flipped out on him. I was in a, I was seeing red. I was shaking. Oh, I forgot about what the whole weekly reel was. So I was going to say, are you going to tell? <laughs> I went and got a spray tan before I got this text. <laughs> I got the text and because it triggered me so bad, I was just in, in a very emotional mood. Um, I cried for like an hour, I was crying for like an hour straight. I forgot I got a spray tan. So <laughs> y'all that y'all people that has, have never gotten a spray tan before, you cannot get any water on you for, for like four to six hours. <laughs> so I had streaks, like white streaks down my face. Oh, so I was just- 
Huh? Did you take a picture of yourself? I did actually take a picture of myself, but it, the lighting, you can't really see okay, it. Okay, we'll have to share the Google image because I Yeah, actually, yes. We, we'll, we'll share that on our story because there was actually, so I Google, Austin cracked up at how I worded it. I, I'm saying it out loud, I go. I just got a spray tan and cried. What do I do? <laughs> that was my Google search. Immediately, like, there's this, like, you, viral twist. You huh? Google everything. I'll literally everything. ask you a question. You're like, oh, I just Googled it. And I feel like the laziest piece of shit because I'm like, I could have Googled that. But really, I just asked Vicky and then she just um, That's probably <laughs> why I, like, literally have my screen time is, like, all, like, the internet. It's, it's, like, the internet, my notes pad, and, and ways, of course, because I don't never know where I'm going. Um, <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so I, I needed some serious um, some serious help. I fixed it, but this girl's tweet apparently went live that this happened or, or viral because this happened to her. So this I chick. love that picture. We have to. Um, yes. So that happened. The weekly real part of it was that I cried for an hour, not realizing I got a spray tan and I look like a fool. Second part is that I cried because of, um, yeah, this, the, the, the struggles of the stepmom. Yeah. Renee, do you have a weekly real? Uh, I don't believe so. I thought you shared a pretty good one earlier. What? <laughs> huh? The kid with the poop. <laughs> oh. oh, you wanted to tell that. Oh, just, you know, it goes along with uh, teacher life. Today, um, one of my students was in the bathroom. I went to check on him and he's sitting, which he never does. So I was like, oh, I think we're pooping in here. So, and he starts yelling at me, no, no, no. Like he basically in his own way was trying to tell me to get out. I was like, all right. So then I hear him yell something that I think was trying to be my name, but I don't know what he said. So I peek my head in. He's just completely bent over hands on the stool that he uses to get up on to wash his hands but in the air, ready for me to wipe him. I'm like, okay, th- th- here's what we're doing today. We're wiping butts. I mean, you know, it's part of the job. <laughs> Renee, do your other kids at- just yell from the toilet while they're sitting there or do they get up and bend over too? Um, I don't have any others this year who need my help with uh, wiping. Well, when they did. Mm, yeah, I mean, other kids have definitely done that for sure. Okay, because I'm, I'm asking because Alex does that every time. Like for me, if I, if I wanted someone to come wipe my butt, I would sit on the toilet and yell for them. Yeah. But they, get up and they, they get on all fours. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm ready. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again this week and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be here every Thursday. So be sure to come back and hang with us. If you like this episode, share with a friend or tag us on Instagram so we can personally thank you. Bye. Bye.